the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 80 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Trump remains in the hospital as doctors treat him for the coronavirus. Mr. Trump's main doctor expressing cautious optimism, adding the president is not out of the woods yet. He is expected to remain at Walter Reed, could possibly be getting out sometime tomorrow. Two Republican members of the Senate Judiciary Committee testing positive for COVID-19. Positive tests raising questions about the upcoming Supreme Court nomination hearings for Judge Amy Coney Barrett. North Carolina's Senator Tom Tillis and Utah's Mike Lee both confirming they have tested positive. South Carolina officials say a police officer has been killed during an exchange of gunfire that after responding to a domestic call in Myrtle Beach, authorities say a second officer has been wounded and a suspect is dead. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher sees the left playing tricks again. They're not publishing the tax returns themselves because... Well, they know it's illegal. It's a calculation. And the calculation is, let's break the law, let's leak somebody's tax returns, and do everything we can to take them down, and we'll sort it out later after Joe Biden is being told what to do by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. All will be good in progressive land. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Please join us in welcoming a new show to our airwaves, The Flatline, hosted by author and evangelist Rick Hughes each Sunday morning at 7.30. He'll remind us of God's great promises and bring encouragement to your day that you and your family can carry into the work week. Just past 2 o'clock on this Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, take a look at your forecast for today. Sunny skies and a high of 54. And we got Hour 2, Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network starting right now here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488 You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and follow along our Facebook page as we have a, a lot of things going on on the station over the next couple of weeks. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for what that will be. 
But as always, we appreciate you tuning in this uh, beautiful fall afternoon. i uh, got to kind of transition this hour to some local political races, specifically state house races. Honored to welcome to the broadcast at this time, Fern Smith. She is the Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 51B, which happens to be, well, where the Patriot Bunker is located. Uh, specifically, most of the district is south of Lone Oak Road, east of Highway 35. But there's a small sliver of the district that is just west of Highway 35, again, including where the Patriot Bunker is located. Uh, first of all, Fern Smith, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you. So how is the, uh, this is a beautiful fall day. We know time is valuable. T-minus 30 days to Election Day. Uh, we'll get into uh, the campaign in a little bit here, but I guess uh, give us a little bit of your background. Uh, what do you what do you do when you're not uh, campaigning for Minnesota House, and uh, what caused you to uh, run for political office, Fern Smith? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm retired actually, so I, I but I am very um, involved in my church and doing stuff like that. But okay. I've always been, um, you know, involved in politics at the grassroots level. You oh, know, right. I've never run for office or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, always was wanting to be able to be a part of the solution. You know, so people have problems, people have questions, and it's like I have answers. I mean, I have think I have answers. I have opinions, and so I want to be there. You know, to to represent people. So that's kind how I got into politics in a way, but why I'm running for office is because I want to help people. Sure. I, I, I think that I can help people. I believe that any person that runs for office, I don't know, it doesn't matter which party or which side you're on, wants to help people. I, I believe that sincerely. So that's why I did. I'm in it. And um, I'll just say simply, God asked me to do this. Oh, really? Okay. And I, Fantastic. And I'm, and I'm doing it. I'm being obedient. No, I, it wasn't my plan of action, but it's like he spoke to me and confirmed to me, you know, when I was thinking, oh, maybe I should do this because I'm the kind of person that thinks, oh, some, there's a problem. I can fix it. Sure. You know, I'm probably <laughs> a little bit conceited. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> you get yourself into trouble always trying to fix things. But it's like, okay, I think I can do this. But it's like, no, I can't do this. I, I, I can't do it. But God talked to me, and he just couldn't. He said, "You know, take I a love step, it. take a step of faith, and and do it." So I, I that's why I'm here. You know. So uh, are you originally from the Twin Cities? Then I am from Chicago. Okay, I was born in Chicago. Oh, okay. And, but then we moved here when I was 13, which was quite a long time ago. Okay, I won't ask how many years ago, Fern Smith. That's <laughs> fine, but uh, okay. So, but I've been uh, Minnesota. Uh, I love Minnesota. So, yeah, I grew up in South Minneapolis. Okay, and, and mostly lived in in Bloomington, and now in Egan. And I love Egan. Um, so, yeah. So now, as your uh, how I guess how is the uh, campaign provides particularly this campaign certainly provides some unique challenges in the era of COVID. Uh, a lot of the candidates I've talked to said. You know, obviously the in-person rallies, you know, are, are few and far between. You have to do a lot of things outdoors, which, you know, thankfully we've been blessed with pretty good weather this summer and into this early fall thus far. But uh, what are the some of the challenges you've encountered with uh, uh, door knocking? I know we talked a little bit this about this off-air. Uh, you, you do need some uh, uh, campaign assistance to, to get through the door knocking part, not just the ringing the doorbell and mm-hmm. uh, walking six feet away. But what kind of challenges has COVID uh, presented to your campaign in particular, Fern Smith? Well, you know, I think for sure not being able to to meet people in purpose per person, uh, you know, like you said, but um, 
So I'm pretty much, you know, trying to do phone calling and doing door knocking. And because I do have a disability or, you know, I walk with a cane, mm-hmm. so going up to doors is hard for me. I always have to have someone with me that can actually get to the doorbell and ring it, you know. But actually, it's been very good. You know, people are pretty receptive, you know, and um, I wear a shield uh, instead of a mask because I want people to be able to see my face, especially since I'm new of course. this game, you know. But, I mean, people seem, seem to be pretty okay with that. You know, so um, and it's been a blessing meeting the people, talking to the ones who are, who want to talk, and you know, some just want you to leave the literature, and and that's okay. You know, you want to be, you want to respect people. Oh, and I'm sure they're very appreciative of you taking all the necessary precautions, particularly in this era, because as we're told, the personal protective equipment and whatnot. It's not so much maybe to protect ourselves, but as to obviously to to protect others. I don't want to get into a big COVID spiel here, but certainly mm-hmm. people have to be cognizant of uh, how you're looking out for them, Fern Smith. So that mm-hmm. certainly has to be a mark in your favor. Uh, I guess as you're going to the door and, and talking to folks, talking whether it's on the phone or in person or whatnot, what are some of the, I guess, issues that stand out? What are some of the biggest concerns that people in this particular district have as we're going into this election cycle? Well, actually, I just think just because of some of the events have, that have happened over the, the months, you know, that they're concerned about their safety, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and they're concerned about education. I kind of think about a lot of people concerned about safety. Sure. You know, so. And obviously, you know, those kind of things run together because um, some people, you know, with kids doing in-person school or hybrid learning, that certainly has to be foremost on their minds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to go personal. Some some of my friends are really, it's hard for them with the um, hybrid school oh, sure. thing, you know, because you've got your kids at home or and you're also working at home, you know, so you got them a couple of days and the kids want to get out, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've seen some kids out when I've been door knocking, and oh, can, sure, you can see that they're excited to be outside You're rather right. than be in. And, and yeah, must be the FIED part of the schedule. Who's to say? I, <laughs> must be, I don't know. <laughs> so obviously, you know, you you kind of alluded to some of the unrest that has taken place around the country. Obviously, we were kind of the epicenter to this around mm-hmm. uh, Memorial Day week and in what happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis and. You know, we all watched in in uh, some in horror, some in just uh, just angst, seeing what was going on in Minneapolis. And as we found, uh, first ring suburban areas aren't immune to it either. Right here in Egan, there was a statue yeah. uh, vandalized. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that uh, people brought to their to uh, as part of their concerns? Because this is something that's obviously been addressed at the state level quite a bit, Fern Smith. Yeah, I mean, the people. no one has really mentioned that in particular, but I think it's been in the back of people's minds. You know, I, I think uh, okay. one person did say, you know, they just don't want the violence to come out here. Sure. You know, and I think everybody would agree. No no one wants violence to come to their neighborhood. Right, right. It's like, yeah. So as, the, you know, as you're going out and about, uh, what is kind of the, uh, I guess, the sentiment you're getting from business owners, because we talk about the COVID pandemic, businesses have certainly uh, suffered as a result. Some, unfortunately, ha- have even closed. I mean, have they had an opportunity 
uh, to talk to maybe some small business owners. We've got some of our favorite establishments right across the street that um, are no doubt struggling. Uh, what, what's kind of the feel you're getting there? You know, I haven't had a chance to get out and talk to them, you know, mostly because okay. of my mobility issue, you know, and uh, my car broke down a few weeks ago, too. So, but, um, you know, I, I think people are, I'm sure they're struggling, you know, and just wanting to be able to get back um, into full swing. And they've got their employees, you know, that need jobs. And, you know, sure. and um, so I think that the businesses would like to be able to be uh, 100%, you know. And I think, right. uh, I think also this is, um, and I think that the business leaders would like to have their um, – I think they would have to like to be in charge of how they think their business should run oh, sure. during this time. You know, because you know your customers. You know your clientele. You know how many people are here or there in your place of business. And I think you're probably best able to decide how to keep yourself safe and your employees and your customers safe. Now, so. obviously, you've been you know, just – at the very least, being a citizen of the state of Minnesota, having to pay, you're probably paying attention to a lot of the uh, meetings that state legislators have, you know, a lot of the issues that they're bringing to the forefront. Certainly Governor Walls is at the forefront a lot of days talking about the latest in the in the COVID pandemic. And then when he extends his emergency powers another 30 days, what he's looking to do. Do you ever kind of picture yourself kind of saying, you know what, if I were in that meeting, uh, committee meeting right now or that legislative <laughs> session right now, Here's what. Here are some of the things that I say. Do you ever kind of catch yourself uh, thinking that way, Fern Smith? Well, yeah, you know, I I thought about that, and you know, being a newcomer, I was I don't know what how much I would be able to say, but you know, definitely, I would just you know, my opinion is is that the you know the emergency is kind of over. I mean, it's still important that we course, have yeah. a control over this whole thing. But you know, um, I would just you know say you know we need to kind of pull back on this all these orders and all these restrictions, you know, because people are not only losing um, income, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they are also having emotional problems, you well, know, sure. things, kids, you know, are, are wanting to get out, you know, other people are in distress because they aren't able to support their family the way they used to, right. you know, people with um, a mental illness or um, are having problems because when you're isolated and I speak from experience, you know, and if you're depressed or you, and you need people and you're inside all the time, it really takes a toll on your emotional well-being, you know, so I would, I would say, you know, we need to just cut down on some of these restrictions, let people get out, you know, at a safe level, but let them get out. They need to be out with yeah, people. That's an excellent point because, I, and I think that's the one thing that some don't seem to be taking, I don't want to say they're not taking it seriously, but certainly aren't giving it the priority that it needs to in the unintended consequences of, like you said, being isolated. You know, mm-hmm. kids need that social interaction at school and, you know, for what we know about the uh, about the virus right now is, you know, absolutely need to protect our most vulnerable. But others, it's a question of how much risk they, they, they want to mitigate. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's an excellent point. Um, how about you personally? What are some of the issues that are near and dear to your heart that said, you know what, I'm running because this is the issue that I want to address specifically? Because obviously there's going to be committee assignments that come up once you're a legislator. Uh, you know, what are some of the issues near and dear to your heart, Fern Smith? There's several, you know, some I some I can't really do anything about it in my my position, you know, because I, I'm pro life, you know, definitely um, believe in um, supporting life uh, from birth until Fantastic. natural yep. death. But um, I, I guess I'm really passionate about schools, 
okay. for children, you know, and, and the things that are being taught or not being taught. And, and also the parents, you know, I think the role of the parents is being so diminished, you know, the role of the family oh, is yeah, like, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, the teacher's in control or the school board or whatever the program is in control. And I think there are things being taught that shouldn't be taught. And, uh, but I also think that parents should have a choice, as to where they're going to send their children, you know, um, vouchers. You know, we all pay taxes. Yeah, right. So um, if we pay taxes, we ought to be able to have some of that money to send our child to the school of our choice, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if you met my colleague, Mitch Berg, who does the Saturday show, but this is something he talks about to all the local candidates, is that they absolutely need to engage with some of the charter school parents, particularly in the city of St. Paul, mm-hmm. and the issues they're having with public education there and how much of a godsend that, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about charter schools, but I know a lot of these parents, once they get their kids just an alternate form of education, you know, where the teachers have a little bit more latitude, it's it's definitely been a godsend. So uh, once again, we are joined by Fern Smith. She, the Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 51B, which is right here uh, in Egan. Uh, Fern, we have to take a break. Are you able to hold for one more segment? Sure. Fantastic. Fern Smith again joining us. Uh, she will be back with another segment. And we're here to take your phone calls as well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Talking Minnesota State House races right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher. He wears dark glasses. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. This is Joe. Joe thinks he's seen it all. I've seen it all. Gold-encrusted pork chop? Seen it. Cat with a dog tattoo? Seen it. But when it comes to identity theft, Joe only monitors his credit and bank statements. Credit fraud? Seen it. He doesn't realize that with so much of his personal info out there, his identity could be at risk in ways he might never know about, like a new loan in his name or his personal info for sale on the dark web. Whoa, didn't see that coming. LifeLock helps detect and alerts you to a wide range of identity threats. If there's a problem, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees threats you could miss on your own. Oh, now I see what you mean. Right now, save up to 25% off your first year when you go to LifeLock.com and enter promo code SMART. Did you just say 25% off with promo code SMART? I did. Okay, now I've seen everything. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary, we no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024 on demand. 
How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Hey, folks, just a special programming note. Don't forget, this Wednesday, October 7th, of course, will be the vice presidential debate featuring, of course, Vice President Mike Pence and Vice Presidential or running mate to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Again, that'll be this Wednesday. We'll play the debate in its entirety right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. And then afterwards, like with last week's presidential debate, Mitch Berg, myself, and Alpha News' Kyle Hooten will be providing a eh, half-hour, 45-minute recap of the vice presidential debate. It's going to hold a little extra intrigue this year, folks, with the president being ill. And uh, I'm assuming he'll recover fully, but you don't know. And then if you poll most Americans, not a lot of them believe that Joe Biden would be able to finish an entire first term if indeed he's elected. So then Kamala Harris would be elevated for president. So there's... There's a little bit at stake in this vice presidential debate, so you're going to want to tune in right here at AM 1280 The Patriot and, again, listen to the recap after the broadcast. But, hey, we are talking local politics this hour, and, again, joined in studio by Fern Smith. She running as a Republican in Minnesota House District 51B, which is right here in Egan, including where the Patriot bunker is located. Fern, again, a lot at stake uh, this particular election cycle, as I bring up with all the candidates. Uh, the legislature that is going to be elected this November is going to be in charge of redistricting, specifically redrawing the congressional district lines in 2022. So, uh, People are going to want to get as many Republicans in there as they can, at least people listen to this station, of course. Mm-hmm. So people want to find out more about your campaign. Maybe they can donate a little time, a little money. Where can they go to find out more about it? Well, uh, you can go to my website, actually. Um, I do have a button on there that you can push if you want to volunteer. And my website is um, fernforhouse, simple, org, And I can use help. Uh, making phone calls. I can use help door knocking because, I, like I said before, I need someone to, to go with me because I, I'm in a scooter. Right. Um, I can use people to donate. I need money. <laughs> it costs sure. money to run a, a campaign. So, yeah. Okay. And, again, that's at fernforhouse.org. And, by the way, folks, I've linked to it at bradcarlson.org in today's blog post promoting the show. So, yeah, you can go check that out right there, Fern. F-E-R-N, fernforhouse.org. And again, I know that uh, it takes going to take nine seats to, to flip the House from DFL to Republican. Formidable task, to be sure, but it can be done, and it uh, requires, a, obviously, a good number of <laughs> these uh, DFL-held seats flipping to uh, a Republican. So uh, with that in mind, Fern, any big uh, campaign events? Whatnot coming up here in the near future? I mean, still fall weather, still conducive to be outside. And in this era of COVID, 
It's going to have to be a lot of outdoor events, so anything that uh, you, you can share with the folks that uh, might be coming up soon? You know, I don't have anything planned right now. Okay. Um, just, just door knocking. I, I'm trying to do door knocking. That's a lot. So For uh... sure. Every every <laughs> every Saturday I'm trying to have uh, as many people as possible go out door knocking with me. You know, I wish I had some more outdoor things planned right now, but I don't. But uh, door knocking for sure. I could use a lot of help. Okay. Yeah. And again, we hope you, that you'll check out the website. And then obviously uh, uh, I did link to uh, – I know you have a Facebook page out there, all that fun stuff. Uh, uh, what's that What's that like kind of in this era of campaigning, all of this uh, online uh, social media stuff for it? I mean, I, 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 it took me a while to get used to it for this radio show. How are you, uh, how are you handling that? Because this is certainly different than uh, some of the uh, campaigning just – Heck, even maybe a decade ago. Yeah, you, well, you know, it's definitely different, and just and I'm not um, that wonderful at social media, media, you know, having to post things and stuff. So, but it's just coming up with things to put on there uh, to post and just to stay connected with people, and it's just it's very hard. Um, I I'm kind of a a quiet person, though I shouldn't say that, uh, but um, I like to talk to people. You know, and so it, that's important. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm going to say, but then when I really get to some someone and t- they're right in front of me, it's like okay, I I keep talking and keep talking. It's like okay, it's just, you can be quiet now. But but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I yeah, I wish that there was more um, ability to just talk and meet people and greet people. I, I like to do that, so that's kind of hard. Has there been anybody that you've kind of as you've run this campaign? Has there been anybody that you've kind of Leaned on as kind of a mentor, a guide to say, here's you know, here's the best way to uh, go about this. Because obviously, as you alluded to, this is something that's that's new to you, and uh, you know, following God's calling with your life, which I think is wonderful. Uh, has there been anybody, say, maybe an ex legislator, that's provided you valued insights as you're going out and about and navigating this campaign, Fern Smith? Well, you know, um, actually, it's it's all the people that in my district, the CD CD two, you know, uh, people that are on the, the committee there. All the guys and and some of the women. Um, when I um, have questions or what should I do, I go to them. Right. You know, I get surveys and uh, and it's like, okay, I'm not I'm not familiar with this, so can you teach me? Tell me what I need to know, and I'll you know. But I mean, just ordinary people, really. I mean, ordinary people in CD two uh, have helped me tremendously. I mean, if I'm not like, well, Doug Willis, you know, he's running for Senate. Sure. He's been a, sure. a really good help uh, to me to give me some advice of what to do and well, how to great. go about. But I mean, just all ordinary people just like me in this district have been a tremendous support helping me. You know. Yeah. And obviously, Doug's been on the broadcast before now running for the Senate seat in 51. In fact, mm-hmm. he ran for this particular House seat in, in 2018. So if I guess anybody knows yeah. this side of the district, Doug certainly would. So that's mm-hmm. great that you kind of. Uh, work together as a as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had an opportunity, maybe, to kind of uh, get down to the uh, get down the Capitol, kind of see what that atmosphere is is like? You know, we uh, someone was going to take me down to see, but then after all the restrictions came in, I oh sure I wasn't able to go because I know they normally have you go and sit in like on one of the sessions, but that wasn't able right uh, right to Makes- happen this time around. So. Yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, you just you just go there and and you just and that's that's the one regret I have, you know, because obviously I my being a big staunch Second Amendment supporter, getting the opportunity mm-hmm. to meet with with legislators and and everything else, and this is something that uh, certainly has been on the mind of I don't know if it's in your particular district has has um, has gun rights come up a lot, uh, Fern Smith, in your particular district? Not so much. Okay, no, because I because I know we here you know that's something that the, that we're big on is is gun rights, and I know the DFL tried to pass 
some red flag legislation as well as universal backgrounds. And the House was able to pass it, obviously, with the Republican-led mm-hmm. Senate. It didn't uh, get anywhere. But, uh, folks, that's something that's definitely at, at stake as uh, as well. Um, any any insight or any uh, opinion on, on gun rights themselves, uh, Fern Smith? Well, you know, I think I think you know, gun sales have gone up, especially that's true, yeah, especially in, in light of all the things that have happened. But you know, I, I think that that you know that's the right that's provided us, and and we should be able to continue to do that. It's been an interesting dynamic because, of course, in the early parts of the pandemic, there's a shortage of toilet paper. Now there's a shortage <laughs> of guns and ammo. I don't know what that's telling us, Fern Smith, but uh... <laughs> I, I think it's telling us that people are afraid. And, you know, people want to. That's true. Yeah, have the ability to protect themselves, and I'm not advocating for anybody well, of course you know at all but i think people are just concerned you know yeah no doubt about it and i and i think certainly um you've heard about uh you know particularly minneapolis city council talked about uh defunding the police law enforcement certainly you know my opinion these are my words not ferns certainly uh, a vital part of any community you know not every not every department is free of the uh you know, people like to call them bad apples. I get that. But uh, what about the law enforcement issue? Have you had an opportunity to talk to law enforcement here, Negan? Obviously, we had the situation where a statue was vandalized, something that they probably haven't had to deal with a lot in this particular community. Now, kind of a different uh, set of issues. Um, it, has that come up in all conversation with your constituents? And have you had an I haven't, to talk to I haven't too much talked about law enforcement. I really would like to get a meeting with the chief uh, and Egan because I've heard good things. And sure, but you know, I, I agree that we need good law enforcement. You know, it's like you can't throw the baby away with the bathwater, right? Right. And that's kind of what the defund the police thing is is about. Somewhat, you know, not totally, but um, yeah. I mean, we've got good people in our law enforcement, you know, and we're talking about this, you know, you can say, oh, defund the police, and it can be this nebulous term out there somewhere. Well, no, right. no, the police are people that live next door to you and who have families, you know, and, and who've been, some of them, dedicating their lives for many, many years to serving you. So it's like we're talking about people. We're talking about their lives, you know, and their their livelihood and their commitments and their concerns. And so, um, you know, definitely I think there's going to be some need for some changes, you know. Sure. Uh, it's different, I think, in every community. But um, defunding the policemen, uh, not, not a good idea. Once again, we are joined by Fern Smith. She, the Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 51B, which uh, comprises most of Egan, including where we reside right now, the Patriot Bunker. And again, check out our website, fernforhouse.org. That's F-E-R-N-F-O-R, fernforhouse.org. There's right at the top, you can see you find ways to volunteer, donate money, whatever. Money is not the most important thing, but it definitely is important in a campaign like this. Uh, definitely will take all the resources that you could possibly provide. Fern Smith, thank you so much for stopping by today. We appreciate the time and best of luck on the campaign trail going forward, these uh, next 30-day sprint, and uh, hope to see you on the trail. Thank you again. Thank you for having me, Brad. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. The drama at a presidential debate isn't always on stage. In 1980, President Carter thought three was a crowd, so he canceled one of his debates with Ronald Reagan and John Anderson. Remember him? The first debate in 1980, in fact, was between Reagan and Anderson. The wrangling also took out the vice presidential debate between Walter Mondale and George H.W. Bush as well. 
But it may have backfired on Jimmy Carter. The week before the 1980 election, Carter finally got his one-on-one match with Reagan. And that debate was one of the most memorable events of the entire 1980 campaign, with Reagan tossing out one-liners like, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And, well, there you go again, that candidates are still using today on both sides 40 years later. Maybe Carter should have just had the three-way debate. I'm Mitch Berg. AM 1280, The Patriots Debate Coverage is presented by Alpha News. Stream live coverage and commentary with our free app. This is Sebastian Gorka. Friends, I want to talk to you about the latest film from Dinesh D'Souza and his most important. It's called Trump Card, and it's an expose of the socialism, corruption, and gangsterism that defines the modern Democrat Party. Whether it's the creeping socialism of Joe Biden or the overt socialism of Bernie Sanders, this film reveals what's unique about modern socialism, who's behind it, and why it's evil, and how we can work with President Trump to stop it. This is the most important election of our lifetimes. The stakes are high. The battle lines stark. And this new film by Dinesh D'Souza explains why, as only Dinesh can. Go to watch trumpcard.com and pre-order your video on demand and dvd now you don't want to miss this important new film by dinesh d'souza pre-order your dvd and video on demand now at watchtrumpcard.com hi this is lee and this is matt from the kingdom builders about 22 years ago i remember doing my father's roof in bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Do you see what I see? Hey, welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And here to take your calls is 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just go to hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And as as promised, focusing a lot on local races this hour. Uh, Continuing that transition as we welcome to the studio Ross Peterson. She running for Minnesota House District 56B, which is comprised of uh, parts of Burnsville and Lakeville. Uh, Roz actually was a representative in this particular district, but uh, unfortunately suffered the fate. Far too many good Republicans suffered in 2018 by losing these House races, but good opportunity to get back, get this back in what I feel is the rightful uh, camp, which is uh, the Republican Party. Ross Peterson, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to have you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here and being a part of Intelligent Radio. Well, that's uh, that's the slogan, so we try to live <laughs> up to it as, as best we can. Uh, 56B, as I mentioned, uh, parts of Burnsville and Lakeville, both are pretty big suburbs. I know they don't cover the entire area, so what parts of 
Burnsville and Lakeville with this uh, comprise of Ross Peterson, just for uh, purposes of full disclosure here? Sure. Um, and it's not a simple description, and I certainly hope the next redistricting is a little bit more fair. And uh, We can have a say in that if we want. I'm just saying here. <laughs> Correct. So. That's, again, why this uh, election is so important. But basically, it's southern Burnsville, okay. County Road 42 South, and then uh, east of 35W, Okay. And basically south of Highway 13. Gotcha. And then the northwest corner of Lakeville. Gotcha. Now, the, the, these these have just become such huge suburbs over the years that it's just really hard to keep track. And, that, and that's a great segue, as you alluded to. That's a lot of what's at stake this election cycle, mm-hmm. folks, is uh, the legislature that's elected in November, along with uh, with Governor Wall, is responsible for redrawing the, uh, the the congressional lines. Obviously, 2012, it was uh, it was split. So it ended up going to the courts, which is a better alternative than than, than complete DFL control. I'm just saying. So uh, obviously this is a seat that's uh, – would you call it a swing district, Ross Peterson? seems like it's been a lot of awfully close races in this particular seat, hasn't there? Absolutely. It is definitely a swing district. It certainly has been a bellwether to uh, which party controls the House in particular. So uh, I've always seen them either the majority or I've lost. Mm. And um, – I I do believe that it will play a very important role, and I and the interesting thing about the re, redistricting is right now Burnsville is not represented by a House member that lives in Burnsville. Really? Right okay, that's correct, and that and to me that's not right. Mm. And it's because they chopped Burnsville into three sections, and they did something similar for Lakeville as well, although a little bit more of that is autonomous, but. I just don't think it's fair to any suburb to chop it up and cut through neighborhoods like like this past one was done. And I think the city should remain more intact or potentially even follow um, other local jurisdictions. Um, even school board might might make some or school districts might make a little bit more sense than what um, this particular district is. And I'm s- strictly speaking geographically. Sure, sure. But it's hard because we have two newspapers, so that right. you know it's difficult to communicate with people. It's dif- difficult to get um, information that's happening in in both those communities because they're separated from by by city. Now, obviously, we want to uh, focus a lot of what's going on in, in 2020, and you know, you know, we were talking a little bit off air as uh, you know, with this one, we hear what we've heard in past elections, most important election of our lifetime. Well, you yeah. can definitely make a solid case for this one. That that's for sure. So. Uh, we definitely want to focus on 2020, but I do want to take a quick look back as we, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this on air, you know, this was a seat that you actually won uh, in, in 2016 and then unfortunately suffered a narrow defeat in 2018. Uh, what was your mindset in the immediate aftermath of the, of the 2018 race? Obviously, we saw a lot of our friends that held seats in these particular areas uh, go down to defeat. It was a really, really difficult night. Uh, were you thinking right away? You might want to take another crack at it. Um, what was kind of your mindset? I mean, you never make a decision after a, a, a never make a decision after a big win or a big loss. I get that, but what was your mindset in the immediate aftermath? Because obviously, you're here, Ross Peterson. So yeah, well, it's yeah. I will say right after the election, I certainly didn't anticipate running again. Mm. And uh, the other thing that happened is seven days after the election in 2018, um, my brother-in-law committed suicide. Oh, and my, my goodness. My older sister ended up going into the hospital, 
And so I ended up um, taking over a whole bunch of more family responsibilities due to that uh, family dynamic. And so, to be honest, it was quite a blessing that I did not win my election so that I could take that time to take care of family and a a lot of family issues. And the good news now is that my sister is in a lot better place. She's been stabilized. She's in a a really good place. And so that really opened Mm -hmm. up another opportunity for me to seek um, reelection again. And um, that's one of the reasons I'm here. Well, because I can imagine, you know, a lot of your supporters, they they loved having you represent the area and would have loved to have you again. But given the obviously the family situation, it had to have been hesitant to uh, approach you. So was this something you decided more on your own or were you getting a lot of, uh, you know, draft Ross for 56B? <laughs> I mean, how did that dynamic kind of work? Well, you know, as most females, we have to be asked to run and multiple times. <laughs> and so, yeah, that definitely played a role. And also it's it's a family affair. And so right. I... I needed to make sure that my husband was on board as well, and I had his support before I said yes. And, Fantastic. And that's, you know, because, again, it, it affects uh, his life. And our kids are mostly grown, and so they they are moving on with their own lives. They're not as affected as, as uh, they were when they were younger because I, I served on school board for eight years and four years in the legislature. So the first year I was elected was 2006. So it has been um, part of our lives for quite some time, and luckily, I'm my family's pretty tolerant. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that, and, and you're exactly right. Definitely the family affair. Uh, you know, whether they help actively or not, the fact of, that there's support is there certainly is yes. has to be the beginning of it, no doubt. Well, obviously, some of the concerns that the constituents have, you know, living in a lot of these first and second ring suburbs, are going to be dramatically different than. You know, people live right in the cities of St. Paul or Minneapolis or contrast that from, you know, even outstate Minnesota. So with that in mind, what are, as you're out there meeting with folks to the best you can, given this COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously certain events are limited, but um, what's kind of the salient issues that you're hearing from the folks in 56B? Uh, What are the most important things on their mind, I guess? Well, the number one issue I've been hearing is certainly about safety, although I have been a little surprised about some of the things that have been happening in our community because I it's not just the violence is not just in the cities it right. actually has come out to the suburbs mm-hmm. and um, I I was a little surprised to hear some people say that they're afraid to walk in their own neighborhood right now because last wow. time she went she had rocks thrown at her and I'm like what I, I was wow. I was shocked mm-hmm. so I mean certainly safety is is by far the number one issue and then not naturally, the second thing is how can we get our economy to recover and move forward and get back in the right direction um, and turn things around with our economy is number two. Do you do you get a uh, obviously people are watching a lot of the events unfold, paying more attention to uh, government now than ever before. Even if people consider themselves apolitical, you can't help. But pay attention to it, given that obviously the governor or someone with his administration is giving daily updates on on COVID, which is certainly very important. And then, of course, the governor making unilateral decisions as you know he has the ability to do, given his the um, PSP time emergency powers being extended mm-hmm. uh, every thirty days. Do you get a sense that people within your district are are aware of this dynamic and are they asking questions? 
how come one person gets to make all these decisions? Why isn't there any legislative input? I mean, is, are you getting a lot of questions about that, uh, Ross well, Peterson? you know, interestingly, think, I, I have that question Well, of course you do, yeah. <laughs> and um, certainly our business community has been uh, – uh, that's been forefront for them. In fact, you know some of the some of the businesses actually getting seven thousand dollar fines for not wearing mm. a, a the certain type of proper mask. I mean that has been affected them. Um, but I mean I think for the people, a lot of them are kind of looking at their own pocketbook and going, you know, I can't pay my bills if I don't get back to work soon. Sure. And and then we talk a little bit about. Okay, so the solutions to fill this $4.7 billion deficit that's projected is either increased taxes or, quite frankly, redesigning government and maybe doing some cuts in areas that where things don't work and making sure that family budgets match our government's budgets. Certainly that that has resonated. But, you know, I do think there is a lot of fatigue mm. from all of this and a lot of anxiety and sure. fear that um, is not healthy. Yeah. No the bottom line is it's just really, really hard for folks and it's getting old. And I, I am concerned because at least we've been able to be outside. The weather's been nice. but. Sure. You know, winter is right around the corner. Flu season's going to be picking back up again. And that does concern me uh, to a certain degree, and all of us know it, too. Once again, we are joined in studio by Ross Peterson. She's the Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 56B, which covers a good portion of Burnsville and Lakeville. Ross, we need to take a quick break. Can you hang for just uh, one final sure segment? Okay, we'll be back with Ross Peterson, talk a little bit more about her uh, campaign, find out where you can uh, find her, where she's got events going on, to the extent we can have events. And we'll take your phone calls if you so desire, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, are coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, 
And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free offer author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, joined in studio by Roz Peterson, Republican candidate, Minnesota House District 56B, which comprises a lot of Burnsville, part of Lakeville. Talking about uh, getting this seat uh, back where it belongs, as far as I'm concerned, into Republican hands. And uh, like I say, we have to flip nine seats, a net gain of nine uh, seats for the Republicans in order to take the majority in the House. Uh, Definitely a formidable task, but one uh, that is definitely worth taking on. Uh, Roz, before we uh, move on, before I forget, Definitely want to give you an opportunity to share your website where people could uh, find out events. If there are any events in the amid the COVID pandemic, who's to say? But definitely people can still donate some time and money if they have it available. So where can people find your website? My website is rozpeterson.com, R-O-Z-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N. Great. All right. And I did, uh, by the way, I did, folks, I did link to it at my blog, bradcarlson.org, where you can just go there, click on the link uh, as well. But uh, rospeterson.com is the website. And again, we talk about issues that are specific uh, to the particular district, but that you have to take to the legislature. One that uh, I was not as familiar with, but uh, definitely one that is uh, very intriguing, very serious, partic- particularly in this issue of environmental concerns. That's certainly on the minds of a lot of folks is the, uh, help me out with it, the freeway landfill issue. What can you tell us about that, Ross Peterson? Certainly. Uh, there are three landfills or dumps in uh, the city of Burnsville, and two of them are along the 35W corridor right along the river because that's a, a great place to put a dump right by the river, right? <laughs> and uh, anyway, there is, I when I was in the legislature, I was able to pass a bill for $3 million of appropriations to start the design and implement uh, the investigation to help clean this up. Mm, okay. And the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency has suggested that basically you take those two landfills on either side of 30, 35 and pile it into one big green 
giant pyramid, 850 feet tall. So it'll be the first thing that you see. Try to picture when, that. Wow. It, yeah, it's it's Mount Garbage. <laughs> and uh, it'll be the first thing you see when you cross the Minnesota River Bridge. Yeah. Versus the alternative would be to take those two landfills and uh, dig it and haul it over to the third landfill and condense everything so all the garbage is in one place. And um, by utilizing the local partnership there, we could we hope that we could actually do it for about the same price, if not less money, and certainly much more attractive. And the concern is, is if this isn't eventually addressed, that after Kramer Mining is done mining, and there, this is where all of Burnsville's and and others' drinking water is coming from. Right. right. Uh, when they're done mining, that lake will fill up and could contaminate the landfill. And those those are the reasons for the concern. It's not any concern today because everything is safe, but the concern is is down the road. And these types of things do take some time to address. And and those are issues that have to be handled at the state capitol right. because MPCA actually supersedes uh, local government. So the city of Burnsville and Dakota County really have no say in these, these issues. And the other pieces is um, the city also does get a lot of fees from collecting this garbage here as well. And so there are a lot of different components involved. And we also want to be able to redevelop this land, its prime real estate, right along the interstate, and create a more attractive environment, I guess, for people to see when they first come south of the river and get it back on the tax roll so it's income producing as well. Now, you alluded to uh, uh, that you were doing some work on this uh, particular issue back when you were in the, yes. the legislature. And obviously, this is something you're, I would imagine you're still conveying to your constituents your last uh, couple of campaigns. Uh, have they been uh, aware of this as they should be? Because this, I mean, I, again, trying to picture 850 feet <laughs> full of garbage, uh, that that has to be something that they would re- that would probably repel them. So do you feel that they're in as informed on this issue as they should have been? If not, I, I imagine you're probably bringing it to their attention. Well, that's the reason why this conversation. I mean, there have been some Zoom meetings, which I actually participated in, even though I'm not in the legislature right now. Right. But I haven't seen any action from our current elected officials on this particular issue for the last two years. And um, I'm hopeful that, that we can actually move this thing forward and do it in the right way. And you do that by bringing everybody together, you know, and talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously, you know, again, because you've been engaged on this, you know, back at your time in the legislature, certainly it's something that I think you have a lot to bring to the table. So, well, yeah, I, I, and I hope that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously environmental issues certainly are a big part of our uh, our legislative session these days. And, you know, we hear about all the, the, the Green New Deal and everything else. So, um it's continued to be talked about, you know, for for better or for worse. That's for sure. So, well, again, we only have a few minutes remaining with our uh, with our guest, Roz Peterson, Minnesota House District fifty six B is where she's running. She is a Republican candidate. Again, go to rozpeterson dot com. Roz, like I say, we only have a few minutes to go. Um, obviously, Burnsville, Lakeville, a lot of small businesses have tremendous concerns with everything that's going on with this uh, with this COVID pandemic. You having served in the legislature, um, what's been your mindset? you know, during this COVID pandemic, do you ever sit and think about 
Boy, if I was, I was sitting in that committee right now, this is something that I would bring to the forefront. If I was on the floor right now, this is something I'd be saying because obviously a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but as we alluded to with a governor that has the executive power to unilaterally implement some sort of stat, uh, authorizations, things are kind of limited. So do you ever kind of think from that standpoint what you'd be saying if you, if you were there the last several months? Naturally, yes. Uh, I mean, the number of special... Uh, uh, sessions that have gone on and the didn't we set a record? Uh, yes, it has been a record <laughs> of, uh, of quite frankly doing nothing. I think the legislature has abdicated their responsibilities. I do think that the governor can still do everything that he's doing to help manage the pandemic and move things forward. I do not believe that it needs to be an emergency power type, right? Um, dictatorial, dic, you know, dictator, czar-like right. um, behavior. I, and I think that the legislature should have played a more public role in hearing from people and everything else. It, it certainly could be done, and it's disappointing that they abdicated their responsibility. And is that is that something, too, that, uh, uh, you know, this is, I've had a lot of candidates in here the past few weeks uh is that something too you're hearing from the folks? I mean, are they are they kind of incredulous about how one person is getting the opportunity to make all of these decisions, or are they are they assuming that that's just how it's going to be going forward, Roz Peterson? Well, you know, I guess the point is is if if you if you don't if you're okay with this, are you okay with it going on to into perpetuity? Because we haven't seen any um, indication that this will end anytime soon and because there there's no appetite of the uh, DFL controlled house to change that so True. i guess if you like it this way then then yeah then then vote democrat but otherwise <laughs> <laughs> please vote republican <laughs> Yeah, none of our. I don't think many of our listeners are down uh, down with the uh, voting Democrats. So I think <laughs> I think they, that's a point well taken. Well, again, we've been joined uh, in studio by Roz Peterson. Check out her website, rozpeterson.com. Again, the Republican candidate in House District fifty six B. Folks, this race has been very tight the past uh, few elections. Roz, if anybody should know that, she's been involved in a few of them. So this is very close, as she said, kind of a bellwether district, a swing district. So one that's very important. Again, rozpeterson.com is where you can go to volunteer time, financial resources, what have you. Uh, they could all use them, that is for sure. Well, Roz, always goes by way too quick, but uh, thank you for stopping by today. We know it's valuable time of uh, door knocking, whatever else, T-minus 30 days ahead of Election Day. But we appreciate the time, and best of luck to you going forward. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks as always, folks, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all up. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle. Good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third, and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe, and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople 
really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. That's promo code Minneapolis to save 20% off. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your students' first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com.